tuned into Breaking the Mask of Depression with your host, Diva with Depression. Hi guys, welcome to Breaking the Mask of Depression with me, the Diva with Depression. I'm so glad that you guys are here today. I have a special, special um, episode for you guys. So let me get started right away because we want to get into the nitty gritty. So today we're going to be talking about anxiety. And I know with my last episode, when I did seasonal affective disorder, I talked about autumn anxiety. But today we're going to talk about regular, well, regular anxiety, just anxiety, anxiety. And so Today, I have two of my favorite people in the world joining me as co-hosts. So, welcome to the studio, Tony. Hi. And Lauren. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey, Lauren. Hello. Hi, Lauren. Can you hear us? Yes. Mom, you yelling a little bit. So, I, I, I'm. Thank you, guys, for coming and joining me today. I always say, you know, you guys know I always say that I, I, I gave you guys more than my thighs, and my eyes. I gave you all the, the yucky stuff, as far as mental illness and health is concerned. So, today I wanted you guys to come on and just have this this casual discussion about anxiety because I know that the three of us you know talking amongst ourselves we all share different experiences and so I wanted to try to do that today what do you guys think so we're not going to get all into your business Um, I'm just going to get into part of your business the business that um, the good stuff that you can um, sort of put out there. So my first question is going to be, when did you first learn or discover that you had anxiety? Tony? Oh. You're the oldest. You got to go first. Okay. Well, I don't think I really knew what anxiety really was. Um, oh, sorry. I didn't know what anxiety really was. Um, so I'm going to say I was able to notice the symptoms and label it. I was, I had already moved to Jacksonville, so I was around 24 or 25. Okay. Okay. Lauren, what about you? Um, I would say that I have had anxiety since, I think I... I've definitely experienced anxiety since I was about 14, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really experience it, like, to the extent that I do now until I was a little bit older, around, like, 19, and I definitely didn't know that. I thought it was just, like, regular depression, but mm-hmm. I think it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I understood that it was a little bit different than that. I think that I'm in the same boat um, because, you know, anxiety is a part and is a symptom of most of 
the mental illnesses out there. And so when you go to the, the psychiatrist, they don't sort of separate it, you know, until they understand that, you know, until they understand that it is a separate issue that they would have to attack. Um, what were your, what are some symptoms? Lauren, you go first this time. What are some of the symptoms that you noticed that made you understand that it was a bit deeper? Um, I would definitely say like the heart racing. Um, I, my heart would start beating really fast. Also, um, I would feel paralyzed. Like I would feel stuck in place. I couldn't talk. I couldn't really, like if I was staying in a place, I couldn't move from that place. Um, which is a lot different than depression in the sense that like, if I got so anxious, I just wouldn't be able to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I would say a big thing is just like racing thoughts. Like it feels like there are a million Tony, what about you? Oh, Lauren, you keep going in and out. Is it the Wi-Fi? Hello? You keep, yeah. you keep going in and out. Are you back? Yeah. Okay, so Tony, what, what are some of the symptoms that you noticed? Um, so I think the biggest one for me, I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of like, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm paralyzed. I am moving. Like I'm doing, mm -hmm. you're kind of just going through the motions though. You don't really, it's really hard for you to focus. Um, you're very much in your own thoughts, crying, uh, irritability. Um, I think a lot of my symptoms are more internal. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think I'm, I don't think it's visibly noticeable that I'm anxious at the time. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's something that I guess is easier to hide than depression. I'm going to give the, you know, on all my episodes, I give the Google, the Google facts and I'm going to read the Google definition of anxiety, a feeling of worry, nervousness or unease, tip, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So I, I guess that, you know, that sort of, I don't know, that sort of goes in line with what we're all saying yeah. when we get anxious. And so, um, I, you know, I, Tony, you're saying about 24. Lauren, you're saying about 14, but getting bad around what, 18, 19. Mm -hmm. So the, the short question, and, and this doesn't have to take a lot of time, but do you think that you had it during your lower teenage years? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I just yeah. didn't know. I don't think I knew what it was. Yeah. So you guys, I want to, I want to tell you that, you know, some of the symptoms is feeling nervous, restless, or tense, breathing rapidly, increased heart rate, like Lauren said, sweating, trembling. I know I'm the sweater, you know, like when it, when I'm freaking out, I'm, I, I already sweat a lot, but it adds to it. Uh, feeling weak or tired, and here's the here's the, the the kicker, which I it just drives me fucking crazy. Trouble concentrating or thinking about anything other than the present worry. Yeah, that's yeah. you know, and um, yes. I know you know having conversations with you guys that that's something that we also have in common. That you know we have trouble concentrating, have trouble sleeping, 
Um, and, you know, even uh, Tony, I think it was Tony, Tony, we discussed this one time that um, even your tummy is disrupted by anxiety, you know, yeah. like uh, you, you having a hard time holding things down or it sort of irritates your, your stomach. So, you know, it, it, it goes in line with everything that we're saying. Um, we'll go with Tony again. How has it affected your life? In a lot of ways, um, I think definitely socially. I think that's one of the biggest ways. Um, and I think just being an adult, it just makes it, it makes it difficult um, when you're constantly overwhelmed, constantly right. worried, yeah. um, unable to relax. So um, yeah, it's affected quite a bit of areas of my life, but I think it's just important to try to manage it as best mm -hmm. as you can. So, Lauren, what about you? Um, I feel like I'm sorry. Um, I feel like it's definitely affected me in the sense that um, I'm just constantly I, I can't relax. Uh -huh. I can't relax at all. Um, but I think what I kind of do to kind of, like, kind of get through that is by trying to think about it in the sense of, like, is there anything I can do about the worry? Is, did I, if it's something that I did, did I do it on purpose? Like, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, it's hard to sort of move forward, you know, get yeah. to the next step. Because, like you said, sometimes you can just be frozen in time, you know, um, like, you know, it's so hard to concentrate on more than one thing or the other. So if you have an anxiety attack in that moment, all that matters is that, that, it, it, that subject that you're, you're anxious about. That's the only thing you can't even think about getting out of the anxiety attack. Yeah. You're so caught up, you know, guys, in what's going on at the moment. You know, you can't even hear people mm -hmm. talking to you to yeah. say, oh, you know, calm down. Let's get some water. Let's get some air. You'll feel better. You know, we don't we just focus on that one thing. And, um, you know, I, it, you know, it's just awful to try to it's hard to explain to people, you know, like I can talk to you guys and I talk to my friends about what's going on. But it's hard to explain to people because they just think of anxiety as just nervousness, you know, or it's something that, you know, you'll come out of it in a few minutes. And um, I want people to understand that this is not, this is like debilitating, you know, do you guys think that it's just like, you know, what level do you put anxiety on? Like one, two, definitely. Three. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lauren. I'm sorry. I would say definitely a 10. Yeah, um, yeah, like sometimes I just can't, I can't leave the house, I can't get out of bed, I can't call people back or text people, I can't pick up the phone, uh, I can't respond to emails, I just can't, I can't do anything. Um, what about you, Tom? I'm going to say a 10, too. Um, like Lauren said, you're just kind of like paralyzed, you're overwhelmed. 
because you want to do all these things you you know you need to do all those things that's what's on your mind but you just kind of become you just do the opposite and kind of just become paralyzed um constant worrying i don't think people understand like how exhausting it, it is to have your mind going from the time you open your eyes to the time you go to bed and sometimes not even when you go to bed because you could be dreaming about it so i, I definitely think anxiety is a level 10. isn't that wild isn't that wild that we're dreaming about anxiety yeah <laughs> you know that that's just you know um like i said people think that it's just nervousness or you know sort of a panic attack you can get a paper bag and blow into it and everything's going to be fine and you know, they don't think about like some of these things um, that I found, things I didn't realize were anxiety. Um, so being startled, being easily startled, you know, replaying shameful memories, like Lauren said, you know, you start to, you know, just go on thinking about one subject over and over again. It, it's a, you know, it's just on, on repeat. I call it on repeat, you know, that one thing, even though everybody else may have moved past it but we haven't moved past it. Worrying about your health. Tony, you know, you're the Google doctor. So, so every time something comes up, you're on Google. Um, irritability, you know. That's me. Definitely, right? Lauren, what do you think? Um, difficulty speaking up. And, you know, that sort of goes mm -hmm. into the next, um, the next question discussion about, phone anxiety. So that's what I want. That's one thing that I want to hit upon because I know that people don't speak or not speaking to me now because I don't talk on the phone and they don't understand that um, talking on the phone isn't a source of anxiety for me. And I know for others, it's because when you have depression, anxiety, anxiety disorders, your, your mind is always going. So you have to prepare for, you know, prepare for a conversation, right? And so when you get a phone call and you answer it, it's just off the cuff and you haven't had a time to gather your thoughts. You know, um, I can be on the phone sometimes talking and I just lose focus completely because I answered the phone and I shouldn't have because I needed to wait until, you know, I got back down to earth and, and that's why texting is so amazing for people with mental illnesses and, and anxiety disorders, because we can get our thoughts out. And, um, you know, like Lauren said, you something will happen and you will be thinking about it over and over and over again. And so if you take a phone call and you say something, you know, that you think is wrong or offensive, that's something that you're going to think about until, you know, so what about you guys? Um, Lauren, let's go with you first. Um, so with phone anxiety, um, I actually, I like you were talking about how texting is really um, like good for people with um, mental health issues. But um, I guess I find in my experience that that is also one of the things that triggers my anxiety is because... Um, like over the over text you can't really communicate tone 
Um, you don't know how people actually like are feeling when they write certain things. That actually gives me a lot of anxiety. Am I like I'm thinking about my text and like, oh, if I say it like this, like will they think I'm mad at them? If I don't put these exclamation points, are they gonna think I'm rude? Um, so that's kind of a that's kind of where my phone anxiety is. I don't know if that's just because like I'm like of a younger generation and we kind of text more Tony, what about you? I think I agree. Text use the phone? Oh, sorry, Lauren. Your stuff's going in and out. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes. but it's like a little staticky. Okay, yeah, I don't know. It might it's be my Wi-Fi. So, Tony, what do you think about your phone anxiety? Well, I think it's similar. I think I have, I guess it's anxiety. Um over the phone and text uh, maybe just communication just gives me anxiety and I don't think I ever really um thought about that like phone yeah. anxiety yeah maybe I didn't I know just, things yeah I, I've never really thought about that um I do know I don't like when people call and like you said you have time to prepare especially if someone calls like oh just checking on you like if you don't have anything to say what are we doing here? Because you, <laughs> you call me and the same what's going on here. So, yeah, I, I guess communication in general um, over the phone. And not even that, but being consistent. Because there are yeah. going to be times where I'm not feeling as anxious or I'm not feeling as depressed and I'm a little more social. So now I'm reaching out to everybody. What are we doing? Where are we going? How are you? How's your grandma? Like, we're moving. And then probably the next day it's not gonna be like that and then now my phone is you know everybody's texting um, and then I don't respond so communication and the consistency I think gives me anxiety too yeah I, I um but I guess that will lead into the next thing that I wanted to talk about social anxiety and you know me personally there there are so many there's so many symptoms that I can describe, you know, having to watch the door when I go somewhere, um, not being in a crowd, like I have severe crowd phobia. So, you know, if I go to a, a crowded setting, I have to be off to the side, looking into the crowd, you know, seeing what's going on. Um, so, but, but you guys call me social Susie, you know, because I, I, I'm always talking to my friends, te texting with my friends or whatever. So, you you know, you guys and people on the outside think that I'm sociable. And um, that's not true. Like, you know, I really, really have anxiety with being in crowds and, and with talking to people. And I think it goes, you know, like this, it's part of the same thing. You know, what if you say the wrong thing to the person that you're talking to? You know, if you're talking to a crowd, what if you you know, say something that offends somebody in that crowd or, you know, oh my God, do I have broccoli on my teeth? <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. So um, I, I want to, because you guys are are very different when it comes to social socializing. So, you know, Lauren, I'm going to start with you. Um, how do you have social, you know, how does social anxiety show up in your life? Because you're always doing something. Um, so I find that social anxiety is, um, so I don't really, my social anxiety is not like, 
exacerbated by just socializing in general. I find that it's the type of socialization. So I can go to a club or go to a concert with no problem um, because those are places where I feel like I'm in my element and I have control. Mm -hmm. Um, It's situations where I'm at like a more intimate house party or if it's just a one-on-one thing, those give me social anxiety because that relies a lot more on the things I say and my personality and things that I might be insecure about. Right. Um, Yeah. Tony, so you're the opposite. You know, and, and and Lauren, I think that Tony and I should tell people that you're always out somewhere. <laughs> you know, you're always hanging out. You're always having fun. So, you know, I'm sure that your friends or people on the outside don't know that there's anxiety tucked away somewhere in, in the party animal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely something that I think from the outside looking in, you probably wouldn't think that I have any social anxiety, but. I think it's because we tend to think of people that have social anxiety as people that can't socialize or maybe don't want to. Right. But that's not really the case for most people. Like, humans are naturally social creatures. We want to feel connected to people. Um, And I feel like anxiety is wanting to feel connected but not necessarily knowing how. Well, that's a good way to put it, Lauren. It's a good way. Tony, how does social anxiety show on show up for you? I would think the same thing. I think it just depends on my environment. <clears throat> I'm learning. I think as I get older, I'm more comfortable being social. Now, that's not to say I'm more comfortable making friends or anything. Right. But I'm more comfortable maybe like with small talk or, um, you know, things like that. <clears throat> I will say because it is hard for me to relax. And then what comes with that is also, I'm very, uh, we can be very hypervigilant. So we right. are constantly scanning the room. We're looking at facial expressions, right. tones. If we make a move, we're looking around to see if anybody noticed it. So um, I will say that I, in a lot of social situations, <clears throat> I would, I'll drink uh-huh. to kind of relax. Um, and to loosen up a little bit. So I don't think I necessarily figured out the antidote yet. Uh, And I've noticed even if I leave something, I'm thinking about what I said, what I did. Do you think I said this the wrong way? I hope nobody took offense to this. Was my wig lopsided? Like it's just, (laughs) yeah. And then we find out that nobody cared, you know? yeah, we, we went nuts for nothing. Um, I found this this interesting pe- uh, blurb here. It says, people who have social anxiety are almost never in the present moment because they are constantly in psychological warfare between their past and their future. And I, when I found that, I was like, holy shit. Like, I, like, <laughs> I have to write that down because it's, it just encompasses everything that, that we're saying about mental health issues, anxiety disorders, and and all of the the yuck that comes with it, you know. Um, I, I, I want to talk about, and, and we can do this quickly because I know that I didn't prepare you guys for this, but how does the anxiety 
interfere with your relationships. And, and I'm talking about your friends and family, love, you know, partners. <clears throat> How do you think it, it affects negatively or positively in your relationships? Tony? I can't think of any, I mean, I guess something positive. Um, I guess in my relationship now, um, my boyfriend is not very as observant as I am. So I can probably pick up on things, you know, like that he can't, but that's kind of the only positive. I think, I don't think that it's had any positive effects. Um, I think it comes with a lot of like need for reassurance Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of just fear all the time and just worrying, which can look like you're being clingy or c- need for control, things like right. that. So I can't think of any positive other than the observing part. What Lauren, Lauren, what about you? Um, I think one... I would say for the most part, yeah, I agree. It kind of negatively affects my relationships. I think the biggest thing is that sometimes I just can't leave the house when I have very bad anxiety. And I noticed that that kind of caused a lot of tension in my friendships because it would lead to me like canceling plans or me agreeing to go out when I'm feeling good. And then the day of getting anxiety about it and then backing out of it. And that causing a lot of trouble between me and my friends. So, yeah, but I will say one positive is that I think that because of my anxiety, I think that I have a lot of empathy for people. Um, I'm able to put myself in their shoes. I'm a lot more understanding. Like, when someone cancels plans on me, I'm not automatically like, oh my goodness, like, they're a horrible friend. I kind of think more so like okay they could just be having a day where they don't want to leave the house or it could be more difficult for them to socialize today and so I think it's maybe more understanding in my friendships but you want to know something I'm sorry mom were you about to say something no no go ahead I, I feel like I go back and forth with that whole like you know how you said that, you know, some of your friends will get upset if you don't want to, you know, like it causes tension. Does that mean you need like a new support system or should we be understanding, like, should we understand their frustration? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I go back and forth with like, okay, should I be upset or should I just understand where they're coming from because I'm always canceling or whatever the case may be. I feel like I always go back and forth with that. You know, um, one of the things that I find, and and I sort of noticed this before reading, you know, about this subject, but I find that people with mental illnesses are empaths, a whole bunch of them, (laughs) you know? And I also think that, like Lauren said, you're more compassionate because you don't want anybody else to feel the way you're feeling. And I think that that's why we always take time to, you know, worry about people's feelings. But like you said, Tony, why? You know, is it both ways? Yeah, I just, yeah, you never know 
Right. Are they caring about my feelings? Right. So, yeah, I just don't ever know. I don't ever know. Like, because at part of you, you want to be like, okay, if I'm putting myself in their shoes and they were to keep canceling on me or they get around a family function or some type of function and they're quiet and in the corner, like, I would probably feel a way too. But at the same time, they need to be understanding, but maybe they don't. Right. So I don't know. It's like back and forth. I don't know. And I think that's sometimes will cause isolation. Right. Um, Cause you rather just not even put yourself in that situation of having to feel like you disappointed someone or anything like that, at least for me. Yeah. I was just having a conversation <clears throat> with your uncle <laughs> the other day about a family member. And that, that was the way that they handled you know, they would go to the social events, but they would stay in the room. You know, they wanted to be present, but they couldn't be present, so to speak. And um, nobody understood that, you know, like, well, why? You know, why don't they want to come out? Why, you know? And like you said, Tone, I don't think that people take the, the time to see the other side of it as far as we're concerned. Right. And you know, sometimes it bugs me because I think that I'm pretty open about how I am and, and what I'm going through. And I really think that you guys are too. I, I know you may not think so, but I think that you both are really good at, you know, without spilling <laughs> spilling all the beans, letting your friends and family know where you stand and how you feel. And so when, when people don't reciprocate, it really bugs me. It really, really bugs me. So, um, you know, okay. Um, here's a here's a sidebar and a chuckle that, of course, women are more likely to have anxiety disorder than men. Women are more likely to have anything Every than men. Every ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It like, come on, come on. Why do we have to have everything? You know, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice. I know a couple of men that have anxiety um, in different situations. You know, I also know um, introvert men that are introvert. So I'm not taking anything away from them because I know that um, number one, the stigma around a man having anxiety and depression. So you know, I know it's hard for them. But God damn it, I'm sick and tired of women have to take everything. It's always <laughs> women are twice more likely to this. Twice more okay, can can we get a break? Like exactly. that's it. Exactly. It's, and and you're you're in nursing school, so you'll see that uh it's always every disease. <laughs> everything. Like, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Like why do we why are we even here? You know, like let's just just to carry the burden to everybody else. <laughs> Very tangled. Everybody else is just skipping through fields, living life, floating through life. And we twice more likely to get everything at every age. It's ridiculous. Poor us. Poor us. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Um, okay. This is uh, one of the last questions. Is there anybody, anything? Well, let's say this. In my last episode about seasonal affective disorder, I talked about autumn anxiety. Does your anxiety increase or decrease during any specific time? Law? 
Um, I find that my anxiety is, I would say, pretty consistent throughout most of the year. But I find that if there's any, like, time period... I'm sorry. Um, If there's any time period that kind of affects it, um, I would probably say, like, toward, like, in in, like, a week, I would say toward the end of the week is when I feel the most anxiety. Wow. But there's not, like, a specific season of the year where I feel the most anxiety. I feel like it's pretty consistent year-round. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Um, maybe that's why... By the end of the week. Yeah. I hate Mondays. So yeah. what is the end of the week? Explain that quickly. I mean, if you want to. We don't mean to put you on the Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get all well, <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, well, at the end of the week, I feel like so specifically, like for like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, it's like that that dread and anticipation for the next week to come. Um, You're like, what sense. is the next week gonna bring? Yeah. And also thinking about, oh, it's this day. It's almost the end of the the week. I haven't accomplished anything. Getting anxious about that about all the things you haven't done and the week is almost over and the weekend's over and then you got to go back to work like it's a lot of those feelings yeah well, that makes sense yeah, i that get that sense. i get that what about you tone i say the same thing it's pretty consistent um i think when i'm overwhelmed at school i am very anxious when i am late which is often i get really anxious um the week before my menstrual cycle, everything is elevated. So um, that time, um, and when again, if I'm in like a social, any social situation, initially, I'm very mm-hmm. anxious. So yeah, so it's pretty much all the time. Three sixty five. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, and that's you know, I guess we'll have to do another show on that because that's so that's awful, you know, to live like that. Um, and, and I hate that, you know, you guys are still young and that this is such, this was such, and is such a huge part of your lives that your, you know, your younger years are not, not wasted. I mean, you guys have, you guys have done and still do amazing things, but it just hurts to think about the fact that, you know, like anxiety we won't even talk about everything else but these things that we're talking about today take up so much part a part of your life you know i think every parent wants their kids to be happy you know unconditionally um and i think that i'm pretty um i know that that can't happen you know everything can't be wonderful but i think when i hear you guys talk and and today and and when we're talking amongst each other I think that's the biggest thing that bothers me because I know that I was depressed when you, at your guy, you guys age, you know, I was 25 when I had Tony. Um, So I was already knee deep in my shit for a long time before, you know, before your ages. Um, So I just wanted to say that. I I think that, you know, I'm, I'm honored that you guys are always willing to share your story because I know that it's going to help somebody because at 22, you know, at 14, at 16, and even at, you know, Tony's age, because we're not going to say it out loud. <laughs> Please do not. Okay. Already, you're talking about mental health. Let's not do that. 
<laughs> you know, and, and so I, I just wanted to share that that I love you guys. And I'm so I'm so grateful for you sharing your story. Um, and we won't. Yes. I, I'm going to go to the next thing because, you know, all of us will be blubbering. Um, one of the last things I want to ask, and I guess, Tony, you'll go first. What would you tell somebody about living with anxiety? And what would you tell somebody that doesn't have anxiety? Ooh, hard hidden questions. <laughs> um, living with anxiety, I would say, I think I always say it gets, it does get better. I think I would say kind of what we we're talking about, it is really important um, to surround yourself with the right type of people. That's going to be like, um, very like instrumental in, in like managing your symptoms. I also think don't be afraid to um, get like professional help. Um, there are a lot of, it doesn't even have to be medication. I know there's like a lot of behavioral therapies that can help mm -hmm. with that. Um, and then for people not with anxiety, I mean, do some research or, you know, just try to be more understanding. I, I, you know, like Google yeah. is free. You know what I mean? And that's why I get like so frustrated because everybody, yeah. this is the thing, this is the thing. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. But, you know, when it comes to stuff like this and like multiple things, it's like people are walking around, like they're, they're, they're making a daily choice to, to stay ignorant. Yeah. You can do your research and you, right. and you don't. Right. And that's tacky. I'm not, I'm not coming for you. I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm just, I'm letting you know. That's yeah, that's it. And that is true because um, like I said, you're the Google doctor. Um, you know, I'm the person that's researching everything at three o'clock in the morning. Um, Lauren is always looking into something. So you're right. Just taking maybe 10 minutes. If somebody says to you, I, I live with depression, then maybe take 10 minutes to go on Google and look at what the symptoms are and how you can be a better support system. So, yeah. Yeah. Lauren, what about you? What would you tell somebody that doesn't have anxiety and somebody that is living with anxiety? Uh, to someone living with anxiety, I would say, well, what Tony said, it gets better. But also, you know, to give yourself a break. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You can't choose what you're born with. You can't choose the way your brain works. Um, and so you can't beat yourself up about it. No one chooses to have anxiety. No one has that. And so... Lauren, no what's the noise? I think there's a noise blocking you. Okay. Is it your blanket? Okay, go ahead. I'm not... A, oh. you're, it's something rubbing can, your mic or something. Yeah, I think you're moving something. <laughs> it's not time for bed yet. Like, we're almost... Y'all <laughs> can't see, but here. she got her bonnet on and everything. Like, she... <laughs> Let me insert here for the people that are in, in the world. My little baby, my poor baby has a cold. So she took some night medicine before she was supposed to be a guest on the show. So Tony and I are trying to keep her up. Now, Lauren, I'm not focused. I'm focused. Okay. Well, as I was saying before, I was interrupted. Um, Look, now you're cutting out. Like, it's too much, Lauren. It's too much. I can you hear me now? Uh, barely. <laughs> Dollop internet. 
Okay. Go ahead, Lori. Okay, well, I would just say, someone living with anxiety, to not be too hard on yourself, don't beat yourself up about it. Um, if you can't fix it, then, do, you know, then move on from it the best you can. But I would say to someone that is not living with anxiety, to just quite simply just be more compassionate in your day-to-day life because you just don't know what people are going through, what they're experiencing. You don't know why that person hasn't talked to you in a long time. You don't know why that person is struggling to, you know, interact with your family when they meet. Like, no one, you you don't know what anyone is going through or why it's hard for them to socialize. So just be a little bit more compassionate. Think about the way that you're talking about people with social anxiety or people that you perceive as not being able to socialize as well. Because the people in your life that have anxiety are listening to that. And they're ex- absorbing that, and they're going to feel a certain way about themselves because of those things that you say. Yeah. I notice a lot of people who don't know that I have anxiety or social anxiety or whatever um, say, you know, sometimes not the best things about people that do have those things around me, and it makes me feel worse about the situation. Yeah. It's probably make you question them. You know, are these my real friends? I'm sorry. Let me just add this little thing. And you guys have two seconds each. Do you? I don't like that. I don't like the rapid fire. Okay, go ahead. I asked you about your relationships, but I want to say, does your anxiety affect your, your like immediate family or yeah, like your family circle? Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, you mean you mean us? No, I mean. Oh, you mean I, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Lauren, you yeah. think that so too? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I get it. I get it. I just wanted to say on air that I get it. <laughs> um, so folks, you have uh, got a glimpse into another glimpse into the life of the divas and myself and what we go through with anxiety. Guys, as always, I truly, truly appreciate you taking the time to come on and um, do some work for me. Um, you, you guys are amazing. And, you know, it, the, your compassion just, it, it's always, you know, like listening to you guys talk. It's just very obvious that not, not only are you very, very, aware of yourself you're aware of how yourself affects others and you take the time to make sure that everybody is okay you know everybody in your circle is okay and um i love that one thing that i love about you guys um that you're always looking out for people so thank you tony thank you lauren for taking out the time to come on here and chit chat of course we know that you're going to be on again you know yes. we'll, we'll Lauren get it to be awake next time <laughs> we'll I, am awake. I don't know why i keep coming for you lauren i'm sorry that's what i'm saying it's very that's much not, fighting words. yeah i know i know i'm so sorry so you see guys this is and this is this is us this is what we go through and but it's also the other side is is that if i can add quickly is that when one is down the others are trying to lift them up you know, and if all three of us are down at the same time, 
the three of us will try to bring each other up. And, and it could be a small thing, you know, I love you or I'm thinking about you or change the subject, you know, in our conversations. So um, this is us and this is, this is actually how many, gen you know, it's two generations. And I'm it's sorry, like, generations? I'm one generation and you're another, right? Oh. Okay. Is so, Lauren three? Is Lauren three? No, you guys are. Oh, like we're a combined generation. Yeah. yeah. Because that makes you feel old mm -hmm. when you said generation. <laughs> well, you are old, so you you like, <laughs> like, wait a minute, generation now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to us and putting right. up like, like 1800 BC. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I can't cut them off because I want you guys to understand. This is why I have freaking anxiety with these two. Okay. So thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for sharing your experiences. Everyone, thank you for listening to us. I hope that this is, helps at least one person. And if it has helped you, pass it along. Thank you, of course, to Illumination, Illuminated Technology. They do everything for me. Thank God. Um, so go follow them on all the social media platforms. And of course, we're on all social media platforms. So go on and take a listen to us. And like I said, if you think that somebody would benefit from this, please share because one share can save a life. Keep finding your peace. Keep finding your quiet and be well. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.